Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're at episode 55 and have I got a good one for you. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hey there, you gorgeous thing. How are you? It is so awesome to have you here. As always, and we are back for another episode of the podcast. And this is a high energy, (laughs) awesome conversation that I am having today with Erica Kramer, who is the queen of confidence. You can find her on Insta at that. If you don't know her, then let me tell you that you should, because she talks all things confidence. And we were talking about the fact that This is big at the moment. I think that a lot of women are looking for the language to work out how they move themselves forward, to understand what's holding them back. I talk about a lot of this around Play Big Brand Bold and I love Erica's message. So today we are talking about building your self-confidence, not caring what other people think, how you can change your beliefs so that you can change the actions, the results and the outcomes that you have. We're talking about knowing your worth and so much more. I've entitled this podcast, The Things That Are Holding You Back. And you know that I am all about laying it on the table, getting really self-aware of what is happening so that we can move ourselves forward. So I am excited to share this podcast episode with you. Now, before we dive in, I just want to remind you that this podcast episode is brought to you by my free five tips to getting more confident in front of the camera on video. And you can check it out and grab it straight away. If you go to theconnectionexchange.com forward slash video confidence. Now I've had this video for a little while, but it is so in line with our topic today. So I am excited to share it with you. So make sure you check that out. Five steps to getting more confident on video at theconnectionexchange.com forward slash video confidence. But without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. <laughs> so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, it's awesome to, to have you here. We have been, I guess, talking about this for some time now <laughs> to get you on the podcast because I do love everything that you talk about. It's all about confidence right. and it is obviously something you're super passionate about. Extremely. I sleep and like dream about it. <laughs> too much it's it's yeah it's my jam we just I don't know I think it's one of the things that we're constantly trying to conquer and find and it's like a quest for confidence and so yeah I love it I love that it's my thing I love it so damn much I could talk about it in my sleep I think I do I think you do I think you do so for those of you who don't know Erica she is the queen of confidence on Instagram you have to check her out now you do lives every Tuesday like your Q&A Tuesdays how long have you been doing that oh my gosh for I think over a year now so um and then sometimes it'll be Q&A Wednesday just because mom life you know (laughs) I love the flexibility of it that's awesome (laughs) and so how did you get here like how did you end up as the queen of confidence 
So I've only been doing this particular part of the business for a year, which is crazy because I'm that like, is mental. I know I'm going to see my accountant today and I'm like 450% business growth. Like, because we made no money last year. <laughs> and it was just the first year, you know, the first year, Suze, like, you're I like, do. who am I? Um, and that's a lot of what we're going to unpack today, listeners. So get ready. But yeah, I, I was doing, I was actually working as a hairdresser. I moved to Australia for a man, didn't work out, all that jazz. And then ended up working for this hair company, Hair House Warehouse, for a really long time. And slowly was like, I really want to do stuff for women and help women. And in the background, I was healing my whole crazy past and history with a life coach. And to be able to go from where I was to who I became after, I was just like, this is amazing. And I ended up being in a business uh, kind of coaching group, which ended up being a cult, but that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> you got to watch those. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stories, girl. Um, which I totally now, I think I have built a cult with sisterhood, but it's a good cult. So um, I was in this cult and like everyone was like, are you a stylist? Are you a stylist? And I'm like, no, but I was looking for a business to do because it was the cool thing to do. And I ended up becoming a stylist. And so I started running like styling workshops. So women to style confidently. It was always about confidence and helping people, which as a hairdresser, that's why you become a hairdresser. You like making people feel good. So I kind of stayed in that realm of making people feel good. And then I started using by mistake, the coaching that I had been receiving in my styling. So like, I was like a life coach stylist. And, and it was so good. I loved it. And then I ended up seeing straight away that every woman had the same situation. So instead of doing one-on-one, -on -one, I kind of went into one-to-mass kind of model quickly and started running events with like champagne and, you know, like talking about body shapes and confidence. And it was awesome, except I, I didn't listen to the little the little voice inside me that was like, I kind of hate worrying about fabric every <laughs> second month. Like, is it cotton that makes you look thicker or is it linen or is it stripes horizontal or pears and apples and bananas? And I'm like, oh crap. Like, I don't know if I really love the styling, but I love the making women feel good. And last year when my baby was <laughs> two months old and we moved out to a new place, bought a new car, added a crap load of money to our expenses and had no money coming in, I said to my husband, I think I'm going to like not go back to work and I think I'm going to scrap the styling and just do confidence, like shower intuition. And I was kind of like, yeah, what does the queen of confidence do? She does confidence. Like I'm not talking about cotton right now and linen and styling. And what was his response? He, well, he knows me now. So he was, I could see him shaking a little bit, but kind of like the realness of the real situation was like, actually, that's actually true, babe. That's probably a really good idea. But he was like, I'm really scared. And I was kind of like, we got this. Like, I don't know, my American, like, we can do it. You know, that's how I always am. <laughs> love it. I'm like, we're going to work it out, honey. Don't worry. And he's just like biting his nails, but going, it makes sense. So I, I don't know what it was, but it was like intuition in the shower. And it was like, this is what you need to do. Do the fluffy talking about confidence. And back in the day, you know, Sue, no woman would have went to a confidence masterclass. Like, I think Tony Robbins was the only person doing personal development and it was really woo woo. And so I was like, nah, I'm going to do it. And it was awesome because I did it. So I took my clients with me and said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm refunding your tickets. I'm, I publicly shared my growth that I was going through and people jumped on and it went off. And like, I can't believe it's only been a year um, from styling to, it was called the queen of curves. Um, to the queen of confidence because curves also took out women who didn't feel curvy and I didn't want to take anybody out and I was like what do women want confidence bam and then it was like the queen of confidence and I'm like this is so 
So a year in and here we are, girlfriend. Amazing, amazing. But I was going to say to you, which you just mentioned there, it is something that I think has come to the surface. Mm. And I think that a lot of people are now able to put language to it and understand that how they're feeling, what they're not doing, what the issues are, have got to do with confidence. And I don't think that that's something that has you know, being around for a really long time. Totally. I think we didn't know what it was. And, and I like to do a lot in my work, like demystify confidence because it feels like it's this, this, this unicorn that's out in the field running and you have to catch it. And you're like, I never can get it. And like only some people have it. Only some people with like a bazillion followers or, you know, a six pack or Oprah, you know, like it's for those people. And it's like, I've just never been confident. And it's like, it is not, it is not even for them. Like, no, like, it's, it's like I, I created this little practice, like I call it the practice of confidence. And I see it like meditation, like I suck at meditation still, you know, I'm like, but it's a practice, like I'm committed to sitting there and trying to get my thoughts out and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, can you keep showing up and do the practice? And then when you see people that are really good and they look like they're uber confident, I just believe that they're just committed to the practice and whichever steps they're in, they're like, I know that I got to keep it going or else we stop. And then there's nothing happening, you know? So it's like, a, yeah, for me, I feel like no one owns it. Like we can't go on amazon.com and buy it or .com.au and buy it and be like, add to cart, express post, blah, 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 bam. <laughs> that would be awesome if that was possible. And then it's like, and then you, it like, it's just, it's like, it doesn't happen. You know, a bird poos on your head and you're like, oh, there it goes. I, I lost it. I have to order it again. You know, like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and so what do you think makes you confident? Uh, do you know what makes, I feel, oh, that's a very good question. Nobody's asked me before, girlfriend. I think for me, it's like my inability to, to give a beep. What anyone, <laughs> do you like that? I, a lot. I have not sworn yet. So <laughs> Just a little thing is that obviously I don't swear a lot. So I did say to Erica, who is the queen of confidence and F-bombs. <laughs> can we, can we keep it a little bit clear? I'm just going, don't say those words, girl, because it's dirty. I'm pretty, I swear a lot more than I realize now. Um, yeah, I think it's just my inability to, to worry about, I, like I know better than to let the opinion of others that is constantly changing affect what I do on a day to day. Because if I turn it up, if I turn up that radio station, or I, if I turn up the volume to that, it's like that movie um, uh, where he becomes God. What's his name? Morgan Freeman. And um, I love Jim it. Car- is it Jim Carrey? Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it the Yes Man or something like that? No, I know what you're talking about. Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Yes. So it's like when he turns up, if you haven't seen the movie, you clearly need to go watch this movie or YouTube clip it. But he basically turns up the volume to the prayers and he hears all the people in his head. It's like that. Like if I, if I turn that up, it's going to be people thinking I'm awesome and people thinking the total opposite. So I just kind of go, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to mess things up along the way like big time and I'm okay with it and I give myself permission. So then I try everything and I do everything and, and then it looks like I'm confident, but I just don't give a damn what you think or anybody. And it's like, because I'm over here with my own opinion of what I'm doing and you're wrong anyway, because it's your vision and someone else thinks I'm awesome. So who's right? No one's right. It's like, you know, and that's, I feel like that's what keeps me going. And obviously my heart for 
what I'm doing. Like I think about my women that I serve at night. Like I, I, I'm not, not joking. I think about every, all of the work, how I can ramp it up more, how I can serve more because I'm in love with it. Like you, you're in love with your work. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, it was as if, like, I was looking in a mirror just then. Like, everything you said, I'm like, I'm profusely nodding for those of you who are listening to this. I'm like, yes, yes, preach, 100%. And I do think that whole thing of staying in your own lane, being really clear and single-minded when it comes to your vision and not letting anybody else have a say in that, people that don't matter. Like, obviously, you've got your, you know, your trusted sort of circle but just not letting anybody into like what what it is you're trying to do and let them influence that oh my gosh like so agree can i say too on that like the crazy lesson i learned last year was because we kind of did it because we had to do it like we were like we're gonna make this happen and i love that pressure like i'm my husband not so much but i'm like (laughs) <laughs> like I honestly think it's my like growing up in the ghetto like Americanness like all right how are we gonna do it I don't know we, we're gonna go on the corner and talk about our businesses like because we don't have Instagram like we're gonna sell it on the corner of the street like that's what we would do so like I, I, I feel like sometimes too you have to mess that up like last year I remember asking someone to write me a bio because I didn't know how good my own voice was. And I I didn't have that belief in my voice that I was gonna write all nicely and strategically. So I paid money to someone who in my mind, I believed was better at that, even though they, they weren't me. Who better than to write your bio than you, right, your voice. And so I paid this woman and she's amazing and she made this beautifully curated thing with no swears and it was awesome. <laughs> but then I, when I it started- It wasn't you. It wasn't me, girl. We need some F-bombs in there. We need some sister. We need all that. Um, and when I, when, I, when I kept doing what I was doing, like maybe four months into it, I realized like I got a light bulb moment and I was like, nah, I need to scrap that bio like yesterday and I need to write what I want to write. And it was only through not knowing my 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 belief in myself almost like sometimes you have to have that lack of belief go through the crappy lesson to then go oh i realized what i did you know like sometimes you have to go that way and like kind of mess it up and then see that you did that and learn from that thing yeah absolutely and i think like you said earlier it's just being okay with the fact that it's not all going to be perfect and you're going to make mistakes and there'll be different iterations and what you're what you'll do will evolve as you learn and grow as well Totally, totally. Awesome. So today we are talking about the things that hold us back. And I just thought you are the perfect person to talk about this as well because you are connected to and speaking to so many women on a daily basis. I know that you do like coaching on like Insta DMs and you've got the sisterhood and all the rest of it. And so I know that you are deep in this Mm. on a day-to-day basis. So what are you seeing at the moment that you think is a real issue for women in general? Obviously, my audience are women in business, but we are women still and we still deal with all of this stuff. Totally. I think, I think in general what we have, you know, we have this massive fear of being seen. And I mean, you know, really seen. And that means you fully, you're, I always say like, be your fully expressed self. And some people are like, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means for me. And I'm like, awesome. Like, awesome. If you don't know what, imagine you, like, who would you be if you were your fully expressed self? No filter, no holding back you fully. 
And some people look at me like cross-eyed and like, oh my God, I actually have never even thought about answering that question. And listeners, if you got a pen and paper, come back and write this down because we just did this in the sisterhood, a full day of this is like, if you were not scared and if you didn't care about the opinion of other people and you followed your heart, not your head, what would you go do and be, you know? And I think the biggest thing that holds us back is that we're so worried about messing up or looking stupid, or not stupid, silly, that's not a good word, looking silly, um, not being good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, our business not doing well enough, our Instagram not having enough followers, and it's all, when you drill it all down, it's because you have a fear of what other people are gonna have an opinion on, or what they're gonna say, or how they're gonna see you. And in Australia, the thing that, that drove me to do the styling initially was like, 89% of Australian women will opt out or cancel plans based off of the way that they see themselves. So basically, when I break it down to like Erica talk, I'm like, so nine out of 10 women are too worried about what other people are gonna say, so they just don't show up. Like that's what, that's what I break that's it down. crazy. Oh. I mean, like, that, it's that, that it's that high, that it's that, it's that prevalent. Yeah, like nine out of 10, I'm like, and I know I've canceled plans in my past. I know, I know all the women when I ask, they raise their hand. Yeah, that's been me. And I'm like, where are you choosing to opt out of life? Like, because of what you think. So here's my thing. And my, my work is all about the mind and our thoughts because our thoughts are everything. And it's like, you think a thought and you believe it, right? Even if it's probably not true, hundred percent, it's a scary thought or a scary story. You don't inquire, you don't investigate the thought. So you believe the thought, it makes you feel a certain way. You take a certain action and behavior, and then you get a real result in the world, a physical manifestation, like a touch and feel result, like a terrible boyfriend from a thought, right? And then you have this terrible boyfriend in the real world that you can poke and look at and go, oh my God, how did I create you? Like you suck. And it's like, Honey, that thought that, you, you know, no one else, there's no one else out there and that's all you're going to get. And, you know, you're not really worthy and you're never going to be smart enough to have your own business or money or whatever these. And I've been this chick, right? Then you manifest this a-hole of a person and you're like, oh my God. So what my work is all about is like, let's uncover those thoughts and not just believe everything we think, right? Because like almost every thought is not true. I, I want to say every thought is not true because how could you know? And then if you don't ask the question and uncover the stone and demand more from your own mind and demand more from yourself and go, hold on a minute, what if that wasn't? And do this work on paper, work on paper, work on paper because our mind intellectualizes everything. Then you don't really get to see the BS story that you're carrying around and your result in the world is you don't show up. Your business doesn't do what it needs to do. You're comparing yourself you don't do that business, then five other people do it. Then you're like, oh my goodness, what was I waiting for? You get hit by a car, you get some disease, like you break your leg and then you're like, oh, I should have done it. Like literally you go to a funeral, you get a wake up call. Like, oh my God, I need to do this. And I'm like, if you've got a pulse and you're listening to this right now and you can hear us, what the hell are you waiting for? You know, it's like, love it. You know, <laughs> and so with that work that you do around that, Erica, like what, what are some of the questions that you're asking? So putting down on paper the stories that you recognize and that you hear yourself saying in your own mind? Well, I have this thing that I got from one of my coaches and mentors that's like doing like a thought stock take. So on a daily, I don't journal. Like, do you journal? I don't do that, right? I can barely meditate, but it's like writing down anything that brings up in your mind. So if you have a business or you're thinking about launching a new thing or you're about to launch a business or you have a program you want to do, 
just start catching your mind telling you the things it's telling you because a lot of the thoughts that we think they're not our own like i'm not good enough is not your thought you know some cave woman millions of years ago tried to build a fire and it didn't work and she was like i'm not good enough some i don't know that's probably that's probably not how it happened but in my head <laughs> i'm picturing it i'm picturing it yeah working you know and here comes the man and we're like oh men can do it better i don't know maybe that's where it came from but seriously like these are not our thoughts like my mother cares what people think you know i was a little girl i couldn't ever be dirty i had to always have pretty pink and change my clothes and i'm like a goat i wanted to climb on everything and you know hurt myself and she she was the one that carried that script of here's who you need to be when you're my daughter erica so we have our parents in our head and we have society in our head and we have people's other beliefs and thoughts and so when we get these thoughts we don't ask we don't ask who are you and what are you here to give me thought we just believe it right so i get my ladies to do like a thought stock take so it's like if you took your mind and dumped it on paper so how you start is you ask yourself how do i feel right now and you're like how do i feel right now i feel sad i feel scared i feel angry okay i feel whatever you write it down and then you ask yourself what thoughts am I thinking or what's the sentence in my head? And if you allow yourself almost like meditation for a minute to get quiet and ask your mind, what are you thinking up there? And then you go, you know, you'll never do this. No one cares about your business. And your hand just starts writing. And if you could write it all down and just have a look at the hot mess that is your mind on paper, you kind of go, no wonder I feel depressed or sad. Okay. And then you close it. You don't judge it. And so I get my clients to do this like for a week to just really get to know what's in there. And if they know their top three thoughts that mess with them, they can then go back and start going, hold on, is it true that I'm going to look stupid on an Instagram story? Is it true that no one's going to watch? Is it true that my business has, idea has been done before? Maybe, yes, it's true. Is it true that I can't do it because it's been done before? No. Okay. Then you start like really understanding and writing on paper. Like You just get to know yourself. It's almost like a self-coaching tool where you don't allow yourself to believe the BS, but because we believe the BS and then we driving and we're like at the red light, Oh, I'm not good enough. Then you pick up your kids and then your business and then you don't pay attention and it becomes a part of your subconscious, um, mm. like program. And then it goes into autopilot. Then you become a victim and then someone goes, Oh, what's wrong? And you're like, Oh, no one cares about my business. And then you believe you're drinking your own BS Kool-Aid and it's not serving you, you know? Yeah. And years and years you do nothing until you get a bit of a shock to your system where you hit depression or your friend passes away or some big thing happens and then you kind of get a splash of cold water wake-up call and I'm like it's crazy because the, the care of what people think there will always be and we know this we see these little stupid quotes on Instagram like hashtag you know no everyone's gonna you know the, the thing about like people will always have an opinion about you do your thing anyway and like we read them we tap them and then we keep scrolling and I'm like we need to get like deep into that like yeah we don't like to face the demons and it's scary yeah so with that because I 100% agree about flipping the script. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I think I was talking about this on Instagram the other day. I'm a big affirmations person. Like I, my, my husband laughs at me cause you know, he's like, he's not a quote man. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, you know, I love, I've my, my favorite ones. I've got JK Rowling. Mm. Um, anything is possible if you've got enough nerve. That is like my motto for life. <laughs> Whether it's jumping off a cliff in Rio um, you know, doing skydiving or doing something in my business. I'm like, how much nerve have I got yeah. to like 
100% do this thing that scares the living crap out of me. <laughs> but it's so true. Which I love. So what do you do to flip the script then if that is the constant sort of stories or voice that you're hearing? So I think, I think getting to know your mind first, right? So really getting to know that and don't bypass that because then you won't know if they're your thoughts or you pick them up from a conversation of someone. So really understanding your mind. Um, there's a book that I'm going to recommend y'all listen to. Uh, and I d definitely want you to listen, not buy it and read it because there's a bit of conversation in this book back and forth. So it's really hard to, to read when there's conversation. And it, it's called Loving What Is. And it's by an author named Byron Katie. We will have that in the show notes, yeah. He is amazing. Um, loving what is Byron Katie. She basically, if you know about Eckhart Tolle, who is all about the power of now and being in the present moment, and if you listen to his audiobook when you're driving, you will fall asleep. Um, <laughs> so don't do that. Yes, especially if you're a mother. You're like, I'm so tired. All this man makes me want to go to sleep. But basically, she's all about, she, she gives you the process of how to break up thoughts. And so her process is amazing. And it's like four easy questions. So I get people to actually on paper, again, like I said, it paper's so important, mm -hmm. like not typing or in your head at the red light. Like I'm talking, grab a McDonald's receipt in your car at the red light and write the shit down. Like, you know, like get it out. So she really asks you to pull back the truth versus your story. So if me and you are watching a scary movie on Netflix and we're like, oh my God, I hate scary movies. I'm so freaking out. And I'm like, honey, you can change the channel if you want to. And you're like, what? No. And it's like, no, there's a remote and there's comedy, like two levels up. You just hit the comedy and you can be watching a totally different movie, which is going to make you feel a different way, which your actions are going to be different. So I think really understanding and breaking up thoughts, not believing. And we don't even know we're thinking thoughts. We just women, we get feelings. I feel sad. No, but you're thinking something. No, I just feel sad. I wake up sad. And I'm like, get to working on it and understanding and uncovering it. Because here's why it matters. If you, and you asked about questions, one of the biggest questions that I, I hope punches you in the guts out there, listener, is what is it costing you to not show up? Like, yes. what? Is, you know what I'm saying? I just want to like yell, amen, sister. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm just like, what is it costing you? And, and, um, there's this thing that I, I talk about. It's like, it's called self-obsessed. And I don't mean like Kim Kardashian selfies and, and which is, you know, totally not, you know, like thinking you're amazing and looking in the mirror and kissing yourself, which I wish more women would do actually. But when I talk about self-obsessed, I mean like when you get so into your own, I'm not good enough, who cares about me and what I'm doing and I'm not this and I'm not that, I, 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 especially when you look at pricing, like what if my client thinks I'm too expensive and I'm this and I'm that. You are fully in the eye bubble of your self-obsessedness. And in that bubble, you are not in service of others. You're not in service of yourself. You're not in service of your mission or your business or helping the planet or whatever you're here to do, whether you're a business or not. Like when you step out of yourself and really look at what do, what do I give people? Like your business is like you give people so much, so much more than you sitting there worrying about how you're not good enough, the value, if it was a scale, if you stepped into giving to people, it would outweigh your thought about you not being good enough a bazillion times. So I get people to write, what is it costing me not to show up? And here are some of the things they would say, my happiness, financial freedom, um, joy, again, a sucker punch for the mothers out there or the parents out there. 
Um, it's costing me not showing my children how to stand in their power or their confidence. Like, are you kidding me? You think your kids are going to look at hashtags on Instagram of just love yourself and believe that? No, they're going to watch you. They're going to watch you hate on yourself. They're going to watch you sit in fear. They're going to watch you make fun of your body in the mirror and have fear. They're going to watch what you do. They don't, they're not listening to us. You know, it's, and so I think the best example that we have in our, it's our duty, it's our responsibility to be the actual work at work and be the example of what's possible when you stand in your confident self and you do what you need to do. And that looks like dropping your kids off at childcare, peace out and going to work all day because it, you love it and picking them up at night and being like, mommy was at work all day, changing the world because mommy loves it and not feeling guilty because that's, that's another thought that you didn't even put in your mind. Your mom put it in your mind or society put it in your mind. So I think that it's, it's massive to ask yourself, what is it costing me not to show up? And your list should be huge and it should make you cry. And if you need a theme song to do this to, you can listen to Beyonce, I was here because that song will get you. <laughs> I love, we're even giving you a soundtrack to like, you know, <laughs> cry and build your confidence too. Yeah, and, and songs to get to. And then on the flip side, it's like, what is it costing the people I serve in my business when I don't show up? That list as well is like, if I don't show up, Suze, I don't help women with their anxiety. I don't help women, you know, heal their trauma and their past. I don't help women show up. I don't help women get out of nasty relationships that they don't have the confidence to get out of. Like if, if your podcast doesn't exist, how many businesses have you helped with your podcast, with your insights, with your, just your story of what you've done? Like it's insane how we rip the world off when we sit in the, oh, poor me, I'm a piece of crap bubble. It's like get over yourself because when you're not in service when you're in that space. So that's like one of the bigger questions. And I think if you're, if you're a listener out there trying to uncover who am I and what should I be doing, I always get people to, to write down like, who am I? What do I believe in? What do I believe in that's controversial that other people don't believe in? You know, what kind of ice cream am I? If I was to be a flavor, what kind of ice cream would I be or candy bar or car or high heel you know like would you be a cheetah print high heel would you be hot pink <laughs> be like ballerina flats you know like like well who are you like what do you believe in if you if no one was watching and you didn't care to pull that out no one's watching do it on a piece of paper and you get to start to see like the passion in your belly and what makes you fire up and then you can start to build something around that start mm -hmm. it may look totally different you know yeah. And I think something I wanted to just go back on as well is just around the kids and the confidence that you have and the way that you show up is um, I, I feel like I listen to it every year. There's two books I listen to every year, audio books. One is Brene Brown's The Gift of Imperfect Parenting mm. and the other one is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, but she talks about the fact that we can tell our kids how we want them to be which will never actually penetrate their minds. The only thing that they will absorb is what they see you do and the person that you show up as and the vulnerability that you show. I was literally, literally listening to this earlier this week on a walk um, and it was, you know, sharing the things that you struggle with as well with your kids mm. so that they know that that's okay to do and be and have and, and experience. And so those sorts of conversations. And I think like you were sort of saying, you know, we share our story about the fact that it's not always easy 
and that it takes work and that it, you know, it's the whole thing of confidence is the small, small steps of courage that you take all the time that builds it up. And I just think that it's just really important to understand that it is totally, you have the ability for that transformation. I love that. You have the ability. That's it. You know, it is, it is not like when you look at people and go, oh my God, I really like, I was so wish I was calm. Like I have people that send me messages going, I wish I was as confident as you. I wish I was able to do what like, and I'm like this in the past couple of weeks in the last week or so, I'm like, it scares the crap out of me to do Insta lives. So over the next two weeks, I'm going to do one every day. Yeah, girl. But I'm letting you know that this is a fear. This is a, it is not easy. And I just think, I don't know. I don't know if people think that some people got their share of it and others didn't. That's what I'm saying to you, that they have this, I have a quote in my office and I take it with me. It's one of those pink like Kmart boards that you can write stuff on. It's so hard to write stuff on that, by the way. Um, It takes forever. But I have my quote and it's basically confidence takes work and you being open to doing scary SHIT. Yeah. Because... And you said, like, who is it? Somebody in the, on Oprah's team, one of the own speakers, I think it's Eliana. Um, she's got a crazy last name, but I love her. She's like my spirit animal. And she says, like, if you don't have pee running down your leg, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I tell my ladies in the sisterhood, if you, if you don't need to change your undies, like, you should have skid marks in your undies. Because that's, like, that's the real thing. Like, confidence isn't, like, I think we think that, like, it's, like, it's, confidence is an emotion like happiness right so like it's an emotion that you can feel depending on what you're thinking right so if you think about like and this is how our brain works we think a thought we get a feeling we take an action and then we get a result like that's our human mind so it's like if the feeling part part of that is confidence there's certain thoughts that you're thinking right and it's so funny because to get to confidence, you have to go through looking dumb, shame, fear, messing up, falling flat on your face, having skid marks, having pee run down your leg, you know, totally messing it up and looking dumb to everyone. More shame, more guilt, more confusion and not knowing who the hell you are. Then you cross the line and it's like you're in the war zone. Like you're, you're in the ground with dirt and poo and like cuts on your arm and you're like, okay, I'm confident. Wow. That was amazing. And you have poo on your face and your arm is bleeding and you forgot you just walked the war of like the weighted confidence is getting dirty and it's horrible. And then you get there and you're like standing there like with a C on your chest and a hot pink like cape on and you, you have poo on your face. I love the visual. You know what I'm saying? For all of you out there that are visual learners. And it's like, that's actually what confidence is. It's not like you wake up and it's like, bam, and I spoke to it without like, I'm scared as hell to do a TED talk. Like I want to do it. It's my next like scary thing like you, like the scary thing. I'm like, how am I going to talk for eight minutes? Like, I want to talk for five hours. And it scares me. And I'm like, okay, the whole process, even just going to their website and reading all their horribly scary, like, it says not this and do that and rah, rah, rah. Even just that makes me like shake inside. But it's like, so it doesn't feel amazing. When I'm up there killing it on a TED Talk, people are like, wow, I can't believe it. It's like, do you know what I went through? I pooed my pants like the whole time. Um, sweating up there, you know, like doing a spiritual poo before I get on stage. And then here we go. You know, like, I think that that's really what you just said. It's what it is. It's not this amazing thing. It's like demystify it. Like everyone's scared. We're all nervous, you know? Yeah. I also want to take the flip side of that because I think that we go through that as well with like a lot of things that scare us. 
But I also think that there are things that we think yeah. are a lot harder yeah. than what they actually are because we build them up so much in our minds mm -hmm. that it ends up being this Goliath that is kind of like, you know, it's like the lives. Like by the time I did my second and third live, I'm like, I'm here. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And the fear is gone. And it's like, what was I ever scared of in the first place? So I think some things, and I would be the same as you with the TED Talk because it's recorded and it's like put out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Renee Brown, thanks a lot. <laughs> I am 100%. Like that would be a journey. But I also want to say that there are things that are journeys and things that are just small steps. Totally, totally. You know what's so funny? You're right. Like I use the analogy of like walking into a jewelry shop like La Visa and you're like, okay, and everything is amazing and gorgeous. And you walk in there and you're like frozen with fear, like, like this analysis paralysis. Like you're looking and looking and like oh, everything, I don't know what to get. And then you walk out and you have nothing and you're like, what just happened? And it's like, there was too many choices and options and you made it this massive thing and you left and there's no jewelry in your, and you have no bag and you don't know what you're going to wear now. And it's like, we make this big elephant of a thing. And it's so funny, especially those of us who have not started our business yet, or we're thinking about, we're dabbling in what we do. And we think our subconscious tricks us and goes, Oh, well, you're so amazing. There's so many things you can do, Sue. Like, how can you, how can you nut down which one you should do? You can do many things. And a lot of them have been done before. And there's all these BS like excuses that come at you. And I, and I think that when we look at something so massively, we try to work out the labyrinth that's ahead and we're like, okay, so what I could do is, and then over there I'll do that. And then, but what's the end result? What's the end result? And I'm like, take a step into the labyrinth and then you will see more steps and it's foggy, but as you move, the fog clears. And people are like, yeah, but before I take a step, I just want to figure out, is this labyrinth going north? And then, yeah. is gonna, okay, are my shoes going to break while I'm walking? And I'm like, oh my God, like that's your BS subconscious trying to trick you. Like, just take a step, girl. And then when you take it, more steps open up and then you meet Sue along the path and you're like, hey girl, she's like, come this way, we're over here. And you're like, cool. Or you can go that way. It's like, but you don't get to see any of those secret pathways until you take like the first 10 steps in and then you're in it. So we try to figure shit out before we're even in it. It's like, go take one step. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I am, um, like I've been working with a lot of uh, clients as well recently to simplify like the the trap of overcomplicating things one it like really does knock your confidence because you feel like you're not getting anywhere because you're trying to do all the things at once like you know completely overwhelming you and then just trying to sort of you know pair back I'm just like I feel like we're in a space now where it's just like Simple is going to be the most effective thing that you can do in your business. Like what does, what's your one simple message? I call it your neon sign. I'm like, if you had a shop and you had a neon sign above that told people who you are, what you do and who you do it for, what is that neon sign? Yeah. Mine is I work with women to help them build confidently bold brands. That's it. Like that's, there's a million things behind it, but yeah. this is, this is the one thing. So just, it's just about simplify, find your one thing. And I think that in the simplicity comes the confidence to really like go full steam ahead. Yeah. Because then you have that branch, like you're like, that's your tree trunk. And yes. 
it makes sense to do master classes or it makes sense to blah 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 and it's like and i think that's eating it like in little pieces and like when i tell people to do the practice of confidence and part three of that is like action like create an action and i say don't don't do the massive one do like the low-hanging fruit like you know i want to jump on a insta live because i'm so scared for my business okay what's the little small thing do a 15 seconds oh my god hi my name is Suze. i'm so scared you guys i just want to let you know i'm going to be jumping on here live all week oh my god i'm pulling myself right now thank you for being here bye that's it because that little thing will have feedback, waves of feedback that will come back to you and you'll be like, okay, that wasn't so scary. Someone loved it. Somebody responded. And it's so ridiculous, but it snowball affects the positive versus, like you said earlier, we think it's going to be crap. We make up all this stuff in our head. And then the story, the movie that we watch is the bad ending about how no one watched your life, how you looked terrible and had spinach in between your teeth. And then, you know, you got hate mail or something. And you're like, I'm not doing it. That's going to be so scary. And the crazy thing is, if I can get a little bit coachy on y'all, as a species, when we think a thought, our body thinks it's happening. So we have the ability as a species, we're the only ones who can close our eyes and imagine ourselves winning the bloody cash cow, you know? And we're like, oh my God, the cash cow, we won 50K. And if you like fully close your eyes and imagine this, winning this money, where are you going with it? Are you jumping up and down? Do you tell your husband or your wife? Like what happens with the money? Like your whole body starts creating emotional chemicals like serotonin and oxytocin, like, oh my God, I won the money. And it's like, you didn't win nothing, but like your body believes it. So when you're thinking the scary thought of like, my business is crap, no one's gonna like my business, no one's gonna join my program, what if this, your body fully goes into fear and you condition your body from a chemical perspective with fear, anxiety, stress, your whole flight or fright system is going off. And we live in this space like 70% of the time as human beings, 70% of the time. And we're wondering how we're sick and our, we have autoimmune and all this crap going on. And they're just thoughts that are not uncovered. It's like serious, serious stuff that we need to look at if we're, if our businesses and if we want to be here to impact. And, you know, you and I were talking before we started that like, it's the ability that we have to change and impact the world when we stand in our businesses fully, like the person in the business is still a person. And if you've got personal stuff going on, or if you have issues with worthiness, or you don't believe in yourself, or you have issues with money and scarcity, you think your business is not going to cop those issues. It is, you know, so the best thing we can do is look after us ourselves um, and, and make sure that everything that we do for ourselves, that gets poured into our business, you know, as a, as a, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on that actually was coming back to, because we were talking about that, was the worthiness and how, uh, and you mentioned as well that when we don't feel worthy, uh, then we don't price in the right way as well. And it was really interesting, like I, and I've said this before, when I started Play Big Brand Bold two years ago, I interviewed like 50 women and I asked them a question. One of the questions that I asked them was, do you feel like when it comes to your confidence and your worth in that, is it that there's a lack of confidence in your skills? Yeah. Like you could, that's something you can learn. Mm. Or is it that you feel that you're not worthy mm. of this business, the success, the clients? And it was a really interesting and powerful question because I don't think a lot of people think about it. Yeah. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about worthiness. Yeah, 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 100%. I'm interested to know what they said, your ladies. Was it more on the flip? 
I, it was a really interesting one. I'd have to say that it was, it was a pretty even split. I've like got all of the data as well, like that, because I recorded all of the interviews because I did like 50 one-on-one interviews because yeah. I really wanted to understand why people were choosing not to show up because that's what Play Big Brand Bold is all about. It's like, are you choosing to do what's uncomfortable every day in order to reach a vision to create this business dream, whatever? Um, and so a lot of them, when I asked that question, they said, I, yeah, I don't feel worthy. Like I don't feel like I deserve to be successful. Um, and, and they weren't sure where that had come from. And I, we kind of sat in it for a little bit. Some of them did end up talking about the fact that, you know, some parents may have said children should be seen and not heard. Or, um, somebody said that, you know, you need to like, just be a bit in in the corner. Like don't try and have all the attention all the time. Like it's this kind of, you know, dumbing down, like don't stand out too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's, it's huge because it is something that's come from other places. And whether you grew up with family or grandparents or foster care, however you grew up, like even, even your friends, even your adolescents, even like your circles and who you, even your friends now, if you're trying to do a business and your friends are all watching Married at First Sight all night and not doing business and they work nine to five, they're going to have something to say about you wanting to do your business and how irresponsible possibly that is because you don't have any security. Oh, I hate that word. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. So I think, I think definitely one of the biggest things I feel that, that I've seen is not so much, I feel like the worthiness thing comes, we all have an ability, right? Like, so ability, like infinite potential, infinite ability as human beings, we have it. And I know that everybody, even if you don't feel like you have confidence, will believe that a human being has infinite potential. We haven't reached our potential at all. The problem is that this human being over here named Suze over here believes she has infinite potential. And, and this other one, let's call her Karen. Sorry, Karen's out there, you know, believes that Suze does, but not her or other humans, but not her. And so Suze's belief will get her to be doing a lot of action and she'll get amazing results because she's got a big belief that she has the ability and everybody does. And so she gets amazing results where Karen over here, sorry, Karen, but her belief is very, is very, is lacking. It's a, it's a small belief. So she's going to take small to no action and her results are going to prove, yeah, you're right, Karen, you don't have infinite potential. You can't do it because she doesn't have the belief. So then she doesn't do the action. And of course the results don't come. So the, the confidence thing is like really defined is like, that we have the ability that we believe in our ability and powers. And so many people, it's like, Oh, it's just for you or not for me. And it's like, if you can really know that everybody has the same ability, it just depends on your belief of yourself and looking at that from a worthiness perspective. I mean, think about your life. What kind of men have you dated or women have you dated? What kind of choices do you make? Do you spend a lot of money on your pillow or do you go, Oh, you know, I feel bad for buying expensive pillows when my head is resting on it all the time. You know, like these things that we don't do for ourselves. I got women that join my program and they feel bad to spend $2,000 on themselves when it was $2,000. And I'm like, you feel bad. Like, what is that? Like this lack of, I'm not, I'm not good enough to do that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so with that, is it, did you say it's belief action result? Is that the equation? Yeah. So I would say like, it's the belief and then it's, how big that belief is will determine how much action and will determine 
the result that you get, which then will feed back to that belief. And this is that feed of like, um, I think it's cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, is who came up with that thought, feeling, action, result. And usually whatever your result is, it feeds back to that thought. So it's almost like, yeah, you're right. I am not good enough. So, you know, my thought is I'm not good enough. So my feeling is nothing and crap. And then my, my action I do is I do nothing. I don't show up. So the result is I'm, I didn't show up, so I did nothing, which the result of that feeds back to the thought I'm not good enough. So like, it's almost like we go around proving ourselves right. And I'm like, I'm always trying to prove myself wrong. I'm like, let me just break my disbelief. And sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief. Like you have to believe in what you can't see already. And where does that come from? You know, it's like knowing that if you can do it, I can do it. It's so funny because um, a belief is just a thought you think a lot, right? So you think this thought so much that you think it's an actual belief. And so for you to change it, obviously you're going to start looking at your thoughts. You're going to do your homework from the podcast, read all the books and listen to the music. But one of the biggest things is you kind of have to move forward anyways. Like, you know, courage, you love, you know, um, Brene Brown and Elizabeth Silver. They took like courage is not something that comes before, like confidence doesn't come before. So it's like, you go, Oh crap, I'm really scared. I don't know if I want to do this thing, but I know that the only way out is through. So instead of making it huge, I'm going to do the one scary thing and I'm just going to commit to it and bam, do that one thing. And you may jump on one live and then you may do five lives and then you'll be like, oh my God, I don't even remember when I was scared. So the way to change your beliefs, obviously after you understand what they are, is going forward into an action, a small, tiny action that scares the crap out of you, but not so much that you won't do anything. Yeah. So, and, and then if you can call a friend to hold you accountable or have a friend that's a good friend that can walk the journey with you and be like, all right, so I told you I was going to do a live shit. And if you can tell people, like tell everybody, I'm going to be on Oprah's couch talking about my book. I tell everybody I, I do it because I know that if I say that I'm writing a book, I got to write that book, you know? So and yeah. my hold me accountable. So breaking your belief by letting other people know what you're going to do, have somebody hold you accountable, then do the small, tiny, easiest, small, easiest action. And I always say easy because I want you to win. I want you to go, oh, that wasn't so bad. And because you did that, then the snowball will go, oh, I'll do that then. And then I'll do that. And before you know it, you're moving. You don't even remember when you did the small baby action. Amazing. I think that's the way out. I love it. Oh, Erica, we could talk all day. We are talking about how we can do something else together. Absolutely. But yeah, I love, I love your message. I love what you do. I love the stuff like your sisterhood and the programs and your Q and A's. I just think you are giving, you know, information and confidence and connection to women who just don't even know that sometimes they need it. Yeah, thank you. I love you. You're the best. <laughs> Amazing. Now, where can people find you who you, who are listening to this right now? All right. So, the Queen of Confidence on Instagram. Make sure you put the um, thequeenofconfidence.com. Uh, what else? Facebook, the Queen of Confidence podcast, the Confidence Chronicles. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all over Instagram. Please email. You can hit me up, do whatever, reach out. I'm, I'm so honored to do this work. And if I can leave you with one little mini thing, business ladies, um, I, I, I really, really invite you to look at where you are caring too much, what people think about you and your business. And I invite you to not try to convert your critics because it's not going to happen. 
Uh, just go for the people that believe in you, speak to them, work in that space, and really let go of that because you'll be able to serve the world so much more with what you're creating. And I want to honor you, Sue, because you've created such a beautiful community and space where we can grow and learn together and be seen, and you respond, and you're so freaking lovely and amazing. She really is this lovely in real life. <laughs> All day. Um, so thank you. I honor you and acknowledge you for being who you are because we get to, we get to see through your shining so freaking brightly. So thank you. Cause thanks amazing lady. Oh, so good to have you on. I will have all of Erica's details, uh, in the show notes as well, including the podcast and all of her links. So make sure that you go check it out. But this is not the last that you've heard of us together. We <laughs> can't wait, but thanks so much for being on. Oh my gosh, did you love it? I so, I friggin' loved it. Like, honestly, Erica and I, as I'm sure you can probably tell, we could talk all day, all day. Like, I was thinking, we're coming up to an hour, I need to, like, wrap this <laughs> But it was such a good conversation. I would love you to go and check her out. As I said, all of her details are in the show notes. But follow her on Instagram at the Queen of Confidence. She's amazing. I just feel like surrounding yourself with women who are there to do big things, people, people who are there to do big things, maybe not just women but people who push you and who have got big visions like you and who have got energy that energizes you and makes you want to play bigger and brand bolder and do amazing things is so important in business. And I feel energized when I am around this woman and I just think she's awesome. So yes, cannot wait for us to do something together. But hey, thank you so much for hanging out. It's been awesome to have you here. And I always appreciate you listening because I know that you could be doing lots of other things. And I love that you decide to hang with me because I love hanging with you. So there you go. Now, if you love this episode, I want to encourage you to love it up on Insta, tag Erica at the Queen of Confidence and myself at Suze Chadwick, share your aha moments, share what you learned, share anything that you feel is holding you back. If you're game enough to, we would love to see it. And also, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, then make sure you do. I'd also love you to leave a review. I would so appreciate it. And as always, you can find me on all social platforms at Suze Chadwick. But I love to hang out in Insta stories. But until next time, have an awesome week. And lady, make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.